Let's pray. Just tell the Lord that you need Him more than anything. We need Him more than anything. You can help me sing I need you more. I need you more. 
It's good that you had a short recap. I believe it's a good thing. We need to constantly remind ourselves of what we have learned. And we should be able to meditate on these things. We should be able to contemplate on these things. I believe this will push us further in life. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you remember the days of John the Baptist? You remember the days of John the Baptist? Or you've read concerning the days of John the Baptist? And if you look at the hype that John the Baptist gave to Jesus concerning what is to be done within the hearts of men, how do you picture the hype? Is the hype really what we are seeing now? I just want you to cast your mind back. See a man that was so considered to be the Elijah of his time. This was a man that was so estranged from the ways of men. This man put on what? Skins and what he ate. Wild honey and what? Locust. What kind of meal is this? <laughs> but that's how secluded this man was. And Jesus testified of this man saying that when you look at men 
born of women. None can be compared. The greatness of this man John cannot be compared to any other. But then he spoke about they that are part of the kingdom or those that are part of the kingdom. And he said the least of those that are part of the kingdom is greater than he that is what greatest amongst all men. Hallelujah. And in the days of John the Baptist, John said, For I indeed baptize you with what? Water. And it, it was baptism unto repentance. And it was to prepare the way for the main man. It is to prepare the way for the main man to come on the scene. And actually, when the man showed up on the scene, we saw how even the disciples of John the Baptist started following this man because the testimony that John the Baptist gave of this man is amazing. He said, I baptize you with water. But the one that is coming after me, this man is coming with fire. This man is going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And you know, I don't want you to consider the things that I'm saying as any ordinary words. I just want you to consider the hype. And Jesus has already told us the greatness of this man, John the Baptist. And now John the Baptist was preparing the way for this man, whom we all know as Jesus, the Son of God. It was needful that John the Baptist prepare the way for him. See the hype. So, is the hype the reality? Or is the hype just uh, what <laughs> something in our minds which maybe, should I say a possibility or, or probability? 50-50. But if the words of prophets of old were so authentic, and this words of men of old was written. And scripture says that these words were inspired by God. What of the words of the man that was greater than all the men that came according to the testimony of Jesus? I just want you to analyze these things. Because Bible said the prophets came not in no time by the will of man, but holy men of God speak as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. You see, they were moved by the Holy Ghost and they wrote. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. For all the things that we can talk about. For your good. For the development of your of your spiritual life. Everything that pertains to your life. Hallelujah. So if the words of these men which were not a match for John the Baptist, according to the revelation of Jesus, if those men's words were considered inspired, if those men's words were considered prophetic, and it has been written, and we can see the fulfillment of these prophecies, how much more the words of Jesus, or how much more the words of John the Baptist concerning the one that was to come, and the work that he was supposed to do? I wanted to reason. 
Because he said, this man that is coming, what is he going to do? At that point of scripture, I said that this man is going to what? Baptize you with power. At that point, it will tell you this man is going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Yes. And fire. He said, me, I'm a great man. I'm not even boasting. It's Jesus that testified of me. I'm a great man. And I'm baptizing you by the one that is coming. The one that is coming. So, I wanted to read that. I don't know. I'm just thinking about these things. And If you reason very well concerning these things, you ask yourself, what manner of man have I been made? What is the mind of God concerning my life at this point in my life? What is the mind of God concerning the church of God? If the prophets of like Elijah, if the prophets like Elisha, Moses and all those people, wonderful people, we love them. They came and they wrote words that were inspired by God. And now John the Baptist, that was considered greatest amongst all that were born of men, has spoken concerning you and the fire of the Holy Ghost. Do you believe this? <laughs> so now, let's look at our present state and our potential state or reality in God. Just do a quick assessment within your mind. And ask yourself, so is this really the fire that I caught in God? Or have I caught the fire? Have I caught the power? Have I caught the Holy Spirit? And yet, not really sound about, about the whole thing. So it's like, I'm walking in ignorance. Or I know about it, and yet, I still decide to be ignorant. Because if you are so serious with the words, like how John the Baptist was serious when he was speaking, I don't think we are going to be here. I don't think your life is going to be the same. And the things that John the Baptist spoke about, he spoke about, he spoke about the Holy Spirit. He spoke about fire. He spoke about power. Ask yourself right now, what is happening to me? What is happening? Ask yourself, why am I slow? <laughs> you see, there is so much that can be accomplished in the realms of the Spirit. A lot of things can be accomplished in the realms of the Spirit because we, we, we interact with the realms of the Spirit at all times. Sometimes because of, our, of how insensitive we are, we, we cannot really see what our words do in the realms of the spirit. And because of that, we think, oh, we are just ordinary beings. So you yourself, you have underestimated what God is doing in your life. There is so much power in your words. If the thoughts of men if the natural thoughts of men is able to create a certain atmosphere in their lives and is able to bring whatever they desire 
unto them. How much more the thoughts of the Spirit in the life of believers. You know, there are people that are not necessarily Christians. They are, they are just there in the world. And they have made it so much in life in terms of entrepreneurship, in terms of I mean, wealth, in terms of so many things. But when you look at their thinking pattern, you see, these people think differently. If you like, try and encounter a wealthy person and see how they speak. They see opportunities in everything that you call a mess. So you with the Holy Ghost, you are there complaining about everything. The person will see an opportunity in that. So the world has been able to shape in how they think. They've been able to shape in their mental faculties to the point that they are able to have access to anything that they want. But here we find believers that are walking in ignorance. And they rather feel like uh, esteeming highly their problems. Whatever you esteem so much, don't you think that then becomes a lot over you? Whatever you esteem so much, it becomes a lot over you, whether, whether you were doing it consciously or unconsciously. And most of the things that we do is unconscious. Unconsciously, you welcome poverty. Unconsciously, you welcome sicknesses. Unconsciously, you welcome all sorts of things. And you wonder, why is this happening? Why is this happening? It's because of the things that you have allowed yourself to engage in. Am I making some sense? So, the point I'm trying to make is that the people in the world have a way of achieving whatever they want to achieve. So, when you, when you, when you go to them, they have their step, their principles, things that, that seem to be working for them. But what about you and the things that have been spoken concerning you? I just want you to think about these things. Was Jesus lying when he said that we should wait for the Spirit? And don't you have evidence of the Spirit at work in you? Does anyone pray here? So you believe that there is an evidence of, 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 of the presence of God with you. So why do we limit if we know that God is with us? Or is it because his spirit is so invisible? Have you ever met a man who knows who he is before? Even when no one knows him. Like, he believes, like, he knows his net worth. He knows what he carries. Haven't you met people in maybe traffic? Like, do you know who I am? Like, <laughs> you are, yeah, nobody knows you, but like, he believed that in his own capacity, he's, he's, he's the champion in his world. Yes, and he should be known. <laughs> you see? And you dig into it, yeah, the person has something, but he doesn't have anything to. <laughs> but he's voicing out whatever. Unless <laughs> some people are like that. Is it true? A lot of people are like that. Me, I've seen so many. Do you know who I am? (laughs) 
you know, you are coming to ask money from someone. The person said, oh, you go and come. And you get bored. Do you know who I am? Do you know what? <laughs> Interested. <laughs> so, so we, we need to really know what has been given to us. Or else we will not see the results of all that God is actually working within us. What happened to us has been the dream of those people that were ahead of us. The dreams of the angels, the dreams of the prophets, the dreams of the men of old, that they can have the Spirit of God in them, that they can interact with God, that we can talk to God. Those days, you know how it was happening. Like, the people of Israel, they were considered, I mean, as like a certain level of spirituality. I mean, but everything has to be done by a representative. Do you get it? Everything had to be done by a representative. So a few were chosen. And then they act on behalf of God. They act on behalf of the people. But in this season, you can pray to God. You can talk to God directly. Those days, even they approaching God is, is a fearful thing. Because you don't know whether you are going to survive or not. Yeah. Or oh, you don't get a point. So, what is it about our mental faculties that is undermining that which was so highly spoken of by the prophets of old and they inquired into these things? What is it? What is it that has caused us to be so familiar with the things of God to the point that we, re- we no longer give any regard to them? So upon all the things that a man has received from God, upon all the gifts that a man has received from God, he still does not see himself as anything. I don't know where you're getting the point. I don't know. I need to hammer on this. Because naturally speaking, if right now I should ask, everybody will say something about who the believer is. Everyone will say something about Jesus. Everyone will say something about the Holy Spirit. Everyone can teach and say something about how to live. But the thing is, how practical is it in your life? So, is it that we are missing the practicality of it? Or our mental faculties have not been built to really walk in what we think we have believed? Or does it mean that we do not believe at all based on our present day actions. Or does it mean that it is just mere knowledge and not an experiential knowledge in God? The other time I said, I said it, and then I think one person Michael came here, he also said it. Upon all the knowledge there, he tells you that, look, it is not even about that. Knowledge just puffs up. But the thing is the life. The quality of life that comes out of your life. That can speak volumes out of that. Books can be written of that. 
You know when? When, 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 when you look at the life of Jesus here on earth, Jesus being the author and finish off of it, Jesus being the, um, the one that sustains all things by the word of his power, Jesus himself being the brightness of his glory. When he came, he didn't really even speak anything so, so metaphysical. Do you get it? So even now, when you, when you compare the teachers, the gurus, or the people that considered they were considered that they were enlightened. Usually, when you play, when they are trying to uh, see, <laughs> try to say judge, give judgment, they consider Jesus as a man that had influence and all that. But you know, they don't consider him like the teachers that because many people spoke of metaphysical things. <laughs> Meanwhile, the one beyond the physical, the one the sustainer of the invisible himself, didn't really talk much about this thing. So they, they consider him to be, oh, one of the teachers, not that deep. You can find out. Because others were speaking about things that will give you certain experiences and all that. And Jesus' words were just simple. But then the quality of life. And the light, amount of light. He said, he's the light that what lights up every man that comes on the face of the earth. <laughs> you don't get the point. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's more of what comes out of within rather than what we think uh, we can. I think there was this testimony that one of these occultists was given about uh, Prophet T.B. Joshua. And that was what the man of God was trying to share with you at that time. And you know, people people usually think that oh, Prophet Joshua is not. Yeah, people see all sort of things. You really know God, you know. <laughs> yeah, we say all sort of things we do not understand. Like, be careful of what we say. Even when you think you know the signs of, of 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 false prophets, for all you know, you are the false brethren. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> For all you know, you are the false brethren rather trying to... <laughs> so, some of these things, just don't be quick to really... This occult, you know, one of this, those, you can consider him to be like Uzoma in his element. You know, it's those professors that have gone deep into occultism and, and he couldn't actually free himself. And this man started talking about the quality of light. He saw emanating from the man, Joshua, and he feels that this is the only man that can actually grant him deliverance. He came all the way from wherever he was upon the depths of his occultism just to be delivered by the prophet. Sometimes the men of God you see, they are not just mere men. They are lights in the spirit. And sometimes God tries to give us a glimpse of what, whatever happens. I think I shared the other time when Pastor Chris went to India to minister. It was supposed to be in, you know, him and then Benny Hinn, but in some way, somehow, they hindered Benny Hinn from coming. You heard of that program some time ago? Yeah. Pictures were taken, and I don't know, mystically, the glorious picture of Pastor Chris that is, like, is what was captured. You know, some way, somehow, I don't know, but sometimes. Things that our normal eyes cannot capture. Some way, somehow, the camera is able to capture. 
is because of the frequencies of operation. You see, the realms of the spirit is, is quite, as I said, it's just, yesterday I think I was telling people, we interact with the realm of the spirit at all times. But it's only about frequency, your level of vibration. Like, if you can tune yourself so much, the realms which we are not seeing physically will be so visible to your eyes. It happens all the time. Even how you moved here, how you got here. Spirits are interacting all over. How can we, we be told in the scripture that we have come onto Mount Zion? No, no, just, just, just imagine. Do you think we are being lied to? Think about it. We have come to Mount Zion. To what? To the city of the living God. To what? An innumerable company of angels. You don't really know where you are. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the picture was taken and this man was looking glorious in his like glorious light. You know, he was wearing dark shades. Everything was light. You can describe like the things that Daniel saw, things that John saw. He was what? In white women. This one, everything was light. And I, I know what that light is. You see that thing? Another picture was taken of Bishop that after service, he was just interacting with um, like the people that have come. Just here, Interact Square. Uh, is it Interact A? How do you call it? I said, I'm, I'm imagining a crackhead in me. This one. We have an Interact Square. Love is bench. Yeah, athletic over. Yeah. An athletic over just after CC. And then, a white creature. I don't know how many of you saw that picture. Was standing by him. And nobody. <laughs> how will you interpret this? One day he was ministering in South Africa. It was South Africa. Yeah, somebody told him that, ah, whenever you minister, there is a man, an angel that stands by you. The man looks like this. He himself is not even aware. So if you see the miracles, the influence, the anointing, the power flowing, it's because of something invisible around. Yeah. It's called spirit. Influence. Yeah. <laughs> that is it. I don't know what I am making sense. You see, so, so don't, don't underestimate what has been done. What has been done has been hyped by the men of war. I don't know why, why these people wanted our days. Like, and we, too, we look back and we say, hey, men like Elijah. You know? Which we look back like, wow, the plagues. The plagues that Moses brought upon the people of Egypt. You know, if it was you, <laughs> you would have rain what? Fire on, on the people of the earth. No, Jesus told them, no, no, no. This is not the way to go right now. Yes, you have the authority. You can do anything you want. But no, this is not the way to go. He came to bring restoration. You get it. And all these men that did wonderful things testified in the realms of the spirit. Of Jesus being what? The fulfillment of the law and the prophets. Despite all the miracles that they walked in. So that there is one Lord and there is one baptism. There is one Lord, there is one baptism. What is this baptism? What is it that you have been baptized into? I'm not talking about water baptism. No. He said there's only one baptism. We can talk about different but baptism of sufferings. We can talk about John's baptism of repentance. Jesus' uh, disciples' baptism. You see, they also did something similar to John. You remember people came to him and said, Hey, 
the people, the people that are with Jesus, they are even baptizing more than new people. They wanted, they wanted John the Baptist to get jealous of the ministry of Jesus. And he said, oh no, for this purpose I was sent, he must increase. You get it. He understood his purpose. Like, if it was some of us, Charlie, you start finding ways to, to sabotage the ministry of Jesus because he's coming to take all the people away. Yeah, he's baptizing more. And then his own people, when they hear of their glory, they left him and then they went, hey. It was that time. The way John the Baptist would rain curses on them, eh? <laughs> God have mercy. God help us to control our human, uh, human aspect of us when sometimes we might not understand so many things and we might speak against what God is, is actually doing. But God has spoken well of you. That is what I'm the point. God has spoken well of you. And John the Baptist, the greatest amongst all men born of women, spoke about the fire that was to come. So upon all the, the different types of baptism we can talk about, he still sums it up that there is one Lord and there is one baptism. So what is it that we have been baptized with? Or what is it that we have been baptized into? And who is it that has baptized us? I've explained some of this thing some time ago, but I think we should think about this thing. Because if we want to really be disciples, it's like we have to, we have to be discipled. You know what I mean? The life of the disciples, there were a lot of people that were there, and then you narrow it down to a few people, not even up to a hundred. Then you narrow it up, down, up to a few people. There's about 12, 13 people. Then you narrow it down to what? Just a few people. About three people. Then you narrow it down to what? One person. All of them showed different degrees of loyalty. It was only John that was standing with Mary in front of the cross at the final moment of our Lord Jesus. Because he was so dear to the heart. He was properly discipled. I'm not saying others were not properly discipled. I'm showing degrees of what? <laughs> and no wonder this man starts to speak things that, are, that have actually confused us in this age. Because we cannot understand. Because this thing seems to be so mystical. The book of Revelation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like we are so confused. But it's basically the same thing that Paul is saying. Hallelujah. In a more, even that one we still do not understand. May the Lord give us grace to understand the scriptures. Amen. Amen. So I'm interested in, in you becoming a disciple. It's not, it's not a one week thing. It's not, it's not a two weeks thing. It's not a six weeks program. Eh? It's not a six weeks program. So okay, let me just do some short course, three months course, and then let me get a title. Yeah. No. So there are people that have gotten so many, I mean, professorship and all because of their academic capabilities in, in, in let's say, in the field of theology, but they don't believe anything. You see? So what we are, we are dealing with is not something that we, 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 we with on the surface. No. 
on the surface, anybody can. Theologians can tell you something. They, they, they can confuse you to the point that you won't believe again. Because they feel they can even quote more than you. Get the point, my people. Something has been handed over to us. Something has been given to us. I do not want you to forget this thing. When you go, me if I was you, I'll, I'll go and think about this thing. What is it at all that John the Baptist was trying to say? To the point that he's saying that he's not worthy to, I mean, I, I mean, see the hype. And it wasn't hype. Because it was true. It wasn't hype. Your neighbor, it wasn't hype. Is the truth. Look to your neighbor's eyes and ask the neighbor, when will I see fire in your eyes? When will I see fire on your feet? When will I see you fully on fire? You must burn. You must burn. Yesterday, those that said I was explaining a few things to you about the nature of the believer. We are fire. We form a whole world of fire. A whole world of fire. Anyone that comes into our midst must catch fire. Or you don't get it. <laughs> Have you ever seen an external wood coming to join uh, a group of burning fire, not catching fire before? Have you ever seen something like that before? No matter how wet the, the wood can be, it will dry up and catch fire. And I think in the days of Elijah, I think he's, he demonstrated something like that. After arranging the stones, and then what? They brought the wood. He said, pour water on it. All symbolizing the different stages of, I mean, uh, what is yet to happen. You can see the ministry of John the Baptist there. You can see the ministry of the Holy Ghost there. Everything was on fire. This thing, water. And then fire came and consumed it. Anything that comes into contact with you must be on fire. It's one of the reasons why you are not supposed to separate yourself. Because if you separate, you, 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 you become cold all of a sudden. Haven't you seen something like that before? You see, so many things are like... Are demonstrated in the, in the, in the how do we call it? In the Bible, Jesus really used a lot of signs. I always said that Jesus really understood signs. You see, when he was talking about a living tree, for a tree to be alive or for a branch to be alive, there must be that connection to the vine. So the those branches that are connected to the vine, what do they do? They produce what fruits. But then if a branch is not found in the vine. What, what is that? It is collected like what any ordinary. They are, they are, it's dead. Like, it's dead. There's no life in it. It can't produce fruits. You get it? Because it is not connected. It's not part of the, of, of the group. It's not part of the body. It's separated. So when it is, it is gathered and then used for other things rather than 
producing fruits. There must be that connection to the body. That's why you need to, you, you, you need to always be being the company of, of believers. Because there is something that happens when you are within the company of believers. There is iron that sharpens iron. How can a man, like in the Old Testament, so according to the word of the prophet, he would, he told him, oh, as you are going, this will happen to you. And on his way, it happened to him. The Bible said he met a company of prophets. And then the Spirit of God came upon him. And then he started also prophesying just like them. You see, the Spirit of God or the company of believers is contagious. You must, you must get it. Like <laughs> That is how infectious it is. It's supposed to be more infectious than Corona. Yeah. That's how it's supposed to be. Push your neighbor and ask your neighbor, how infectious are you? What is your current state? What are you infecting people with? You must be infectious. It's amazing how things found in nature, like viruses, bacteria, and I mean, those things rather are infectious. And you, you see, when you meet people, when you meet people, people must desire to be like you. Or people should try and inquire, like, what is it at all upon this man that is making me uncomfortable such that I want to, be, I want to leave my state? Don't you get me? What is it about this man? What is it about Caleb? Like, I, it's like, I want to get closer. I want to be more like him. And as you draw closer, be, be mindful of familiarity. It has been the thing that the people of old missed. I mean, those in the days of Jesus. Because you think you, you knew him, you knew his father, you knew his mother. He himself was a capital. You saw him when he was running about. So you just take him for granted. He impacted the lives of many, many, many people. That's what happens when familiarity develops. You see the grace that you have ignored touching and changing lives. And you'll be wondering, why is it that my life is still the same? Why is that my life is not changing? It is the kind of relationship you have established. You know, relationship, first of all, starts in the heart. You get me? It's not about, you know, human beings, are, uh, human beings can lie. Human beings can really lie. Oh, you don't know that. You can, haven't you met someone and say, Oh, how are you? <laughs> and then after a person goes, This guy cries, Charlie, he should, he should go his way. He's just troublesome. But when you meet, and you know, that, that fakes man. Oh, and, and you know, we can, we can also see. 
You can see that oh, this this thing that you are showing is not it's not genuine. It's not true. Usually, men of God know these things about their sheep. <laughs> but then, for the sake of love, oh, okay, 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 okay. So you, in some way, someone can tell the thoughts. God has a way of prophetically communicating to the minister of God in so many ways. But then, for the sake of God's love, we still continue in what we are doing. We know when you don't have any regard for us. We know. And sometimes if we get bored, we might suck you. (laughs) It happens at a workplace. Doesn't it happen? Yeah. Because you, you might not really, you're, you're not happy with the progress. Because if someone is genuinely interested in your growth and maturity, you must never take that person for granted. Because his intention is to set your life on the course of perfection. Why wrestle? That kind of wrestling is like wrestling and beating the air without hitting the mark. You become weary because at the end of your journey, you realize that a lot of energy has been dissipated and that has been achieved physically and in the realms of the spirit. This is when men begin to think and grieve in their hearts. They are overwhelmed with the sorrows of life because they, they, are, they feel that they were not able to accomplish anything in life. Look, you are a wise man. Say, I'm a wise person. Yeah. You're a wise man. I'm speaking the word of God over your life. You're a man of wisdom. Or else, practically speaking, you come to that point in your life. Hmm. Right now, look at the life of your parents. Look. Don't you see their journey into their grave? They are almost dying. Even if they're youth, they are dying and utterly failing. How much more? Like, don't you see? Don't you see? They are dying. You think your life will be like this? Look. Or you think, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm 25. 25. Oh, I'm just 20. Every year that comes, your life has been wasted. If I say wasted, I don't mean it's been, I mean it's been shortened. You must use the days wisely. Don't, don't, don't overburden yourself. That's what I was telling you. Don't, don't, don't. don't. There are some things. <laughs> don't kill yourself. Oh. If you are killing yourself, kill yourself for the things that are needful. Yeah, the things that matter. If, if that's what you you should sacrifice everything. Not just killing yourself for things that do not have any eternal value. And then when it is tried to the fires of God, they are what? They are perishable products. Perishable products. Nothing comes out of it. It rots and then it is gone. Be careful of the praises of men. 
because that can be one of the greatest deceptions. Men can praise you. Oh, you are doing well. So they seem to be pushing you in the direction that you are going. But what is it that the Spirit of God is saying to your heart? What is it that you are supposed to pick? I understand you are in this world and there are so many ways that the world can have influence over us. In so in subtle ways that you never see, you, you could you never even discern it. But it is working fully. It takes another eye of wisdom and revelation to really comprehend the things I'm saying. Because you will never understand all the days of your life you'll be asleep. Not to the Spirit of God, not a servant to the Spirit of God, but to something else. Which at the end of your life you realize that it is corruption. I keep on hammering this and hammering this and hammering this because it is necessary. It is important. You must make it a priority. Come out from wherever you are and respond to the things of God. That is all the message I'm trying to give to you today. Because we have to get somewhere. Or don't you see it? You, you individually have to get somewhere or else whatever was spoken in the scriptures is a lie. And you, you and I, you, we all believe that the scriptures is not a lie. So the thing is, you know, there was a time when, I think was it, uh, Mary, Martha, and they were saying, oh, master, if you were here, my brother would have survived and all these things. And then he asked them a certain question that, you know, anyone that believes in me, such a person is not supposed to die. And they said, oh yeah, Master, we know, but we know it's in the resurrection. He said, now, like, now, then he asked, do you believe this? Because he knows men. I was like, he knows all men. And he knows that thing about men. I'm asking you today, do you believe this? There's a difference between just reading and knowing something. I mean, we can read them coming quotes. I think yesterday somebody whispered and said that these days, the way they are training even our health professionals, our medical students and all that, people just study to go and then what? Write their exams. And then when they get to the field, they don't know anything. Zero. Zero. And I think Priscilla also shared experience between what? When you went to Germany. Is it Germany? Yeah. Realized that everything there is so practical. She realized that she knew more theory. But practically speaking, like she, you can't now do the work. Like you can see that they are rather more what practically inclined than the theory because that is what is on the, on the table. So here people kill themselves just to, just to chew. And when, when, they, when you get there, practically you don't know anything. So it's like, you know so, so much. Oh, is there any doctor here? Is there any doctor here? But you can't save your life to get it. Because it's theory. <laughs> it's some way. The same way with our spirituality in present day. So many things have been spoken of. And now it looks like those people that we think do not know anything. They are rather practical. Haven't you realized it? Don't you see how Let's look at it, some of the things that are happening in South Africa and in, 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 in other parts of... Let's, let's take even Ghana, for instance. 
You can take Kumasi, you can take certain parts of Accra. And don't you see that the people that you consider not knowledge, you think you know more than them. They practically have results. If they don't have results, do you think people will chase them? Do you think people are not wise? People are looking for answers. Even in our own Bible, we knew a few people were very intelligent. Apollos and Paul. And then there were others too that were quite intelligent. But majority of the people were not considered amongst the people that were intelligent. The only thing, the only characteristic you can see on them is that these men move with power. And they spoke so much with authority. And the only reason you can give is that they have been with Jesus. There is something about what you think you know. I'm telling I'm warning you. Because discipleship is to warn you, to warn every man, and to teach every man. Yeah, so I'm preaching Jesus, I'm proclaiming Jesus. Be careful of the knowledge you have accumulated here. Because it can be one of the greatest hindrances to your manifestation in God. Be careful. Be careful, especially when you try to use your senses to, 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 to understand all things. You do not understand spiritual things. Have you just seen that when it comes to our world, the other time I think I was saying it, when it comes to our world, the only extent we can go, let's see, in, in, in the area of medicine, oh, he couldn't make it. Oh, we lost him. He passed away. But there is no insight into what happens. Can you tell me the process, what actually happened? What actually caused the separation of life? The only reason you can tell me is what? Oh, the heart wasn't functioning. Uh, uh, some parts of his organ, his kidney was, had a problem. You can, you can give all sorts of cause of death. But do you know really what caused that? And even if you know, you are not even sure. And you can't even go and say it because it, it will look like hallucinations. You'll be considered as, as someone that is not having a functioning brain. Do you get it? We ought to be very, very careful because the world is very spiritual. Very, 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 very spiritual. Why do you think people will study? Don't you think they too, they study like you? There was influence in their, in their mind. Don't you think there were doctors in the Bible? But some of them was, they were following. They were following. They understand that, ah, there is this physician. His way of doing things is different. He doesn't do it like the way we are doing it. The person is doing with something else, the power of Jesus. Things that we do not understand. Thank you, Nebraska. What do you really believe? What do you really I'm not saying you should ignore what you have learned to. But sometimes we pride ourselves in what we have learned. Our shoulders what? We pride ourselves like that. We raise our shoulders because we think that what we have achieved is, is, is honorable. Honorable. We think what we have achieved is honorable. The only problem I realize is that sometimes because of the lack of knowledge, it seems that the people that are walking in raw power might misbehave a little 
because they might not really be able to read the scriptures like you do. If they could, they would. Yeah, their lives would be far, far better. But then they make themselves available. And they seem to understand spiritual things more than you. And when you are hit in life, at a certain point, a certain trouble hits you. And you, you, you search all around, no solution. This is when you begin to run to such people. That's how come you see politicians. You see people, people that are educated, they go seeking for what? Solution and answers. Why will presidents look for a man like T.D. Jakes? No, you see, or don't you understand? Not just something is happening. I'm not preaching him, but I want you to see something. Don't you see? If you're watching, oh, President of Sudan. Today he's meeting President of Ghana. Today, oh, this, that, that. Someone that has been under great persecution over the years. We see him travel to Mexico, this South, South, uh, South American uh, places, and a whole stadium full. And the things that white people, white, white, they, they, are, they are white colored, and and they are being delivered. And you see African manifestations. Demons are everywhere. You get it. Demons are everywhere. But you know, in, in, in the Western world, we've tried to package them. Okay, let's find a probable cause. Okay, let's go through this questionnaire. Let's, let's see. We'll analyze. Okay. Okay, it's, it's depression. You are there hearing strange, strange things. Telling you strange, strange things. You, you tell me it's hallucinating. Something telling me go and drink poison and that. Something, show yourself. Remember there was a certain situation that they brought to Jesus. He said, ah, when that thing is triggered, he begins to throw himself into fire, into water. Can't the person naturally see that this is fire, this is water? But what is holding the person? What is making the person act that way? So he so, said, so, look, some of these things you need spiritual energy and power to deal with, which most of us, that thing we educated, have missed. So this kind, it doesn't just go. But by prayer and fasting, you get it? You deaf and dumb spirit. That's what he referred. He didn't say that it was. How, what diagnosis would he have given it, Dr. Palmer? That situation. Psychosis. Oh, yeah. Oh, doctor. What, 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 what diagnosis? I believe in those days. So the doctor will be there. I look at what he's doing. What he's doing is unprofessional. Like, you, <laughs> you'll be saying all sorts of things. But then, he'll command the thing. And a demon will manifest a little and then come out. And the person is free for the rest of his life. In seconds. Meanwhile, here we are managing. Okay, take this. Uh, Anti-what? Depressants. And uh, you sleep, 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 sleep. And, and, and the only way you can manage the situation is for the person to what? Be calm. And you are just hoping that the person doesn't misbehave. But you've not dealt with the roots of it. 
These things are beyond the physical. I'm also educated like you. I'm very intelligent. <laughs> you don't know. Eh? <laughs> it's not about Bleo. In the realms of the spirit. <laughs> or you don't know. Eh? In the realms of that, I know things that our chemistry lecturers do not know. Things beyond this world. Uh, things beyond this world. You can ask the Lord about it. <laughs> I know a man 14 years ago. <laughs> Hallelujah. We are way, way, way advanced. <laughs> you don't know. Eh? Look. <laughs> so these things are real. These things are real. <laughs> I remember recently, I think, was it, was it even that I was trying to explain alcohol? Alcohol. People think that was spirit. It's water. Like, so it's actually spirit. Flesh eating demon. It was trying to explain the roots. How many of you have seen the video? It was explaining the Arabic word, word for alcohol. Alcohol. And it's like we've had a transliteration of it. And we, we are saying alcohol, alcohol, alcohol. Bishop, that will call it demons in solution. Because in Ephesians, it tells us that be not drunk with wine, for wearing is what excess, for that is what debauchery, for that is drunkenness. It means that it has a spiritual influence. It, it was actually likening it to the Spirit of God. So if it is not the Spirit of God, what, what do you think it is? That's not, um, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's not. <laughs> Please don't don't go and quote me elsewhere, and then I'll be arrested. <laughs> anyway, what I'm trying to say from the scriptures is that the spirit naturally we call it spirit, right? And we we prepare it in at our workplace. We use it for disinfection and all that different different types. So it's important. It's used for proper things, you see. But then when it is taken in, its influence is just like the spirit of God. Influence. So, if its influence is just like the Spirit of God and it is not the Spirit of God, what spirit is it? You see? So, think about this thing. From the Arabic word that he was explaining, I'm going to read, watch that video or search into it. The flesh eating demons. Demons in solution. We've not seen anything that has caused havoc like these things. We've not seen anything that has caused what men to just be under certain influence by the time I realize. <laughs> because of that, even in the court of law, there, what do they say? Oh, he was under the influence of alcohol. That could be one of the things to escape roots. Because alcohol can make you do what? Crazy things. Yes, you can talk about how it affects a certain part of your brain and all that, but it is spiritual. Hallelujah. So, so don't, don't, don't think you are too knowledgeable. Hmm? Don't think you are too knowledgeable. Humble yourself. Or else a certain situation will hit you in life and you'll be so surprised where you have to go for your solution. Do you remember that man that had leprosy and he believed that uh, he, the, in his hometown there are bigger rivers. The Volta River is there. The, why should he come and bath in the calling? Did you remember that story? He wants to be healed of leprosy. So we should go and dip himself into the 
into into a river that is that they are undermined. Like well, but that is the solution. Go and dip yourself into the calling. They are bigger. We have mighty rivers and all that. We're clean. Okay, let's say we have swimming pools. Why don't you tell me to go to the clean river? But the man was showing go to the waters that have been stirred. <laughs> Sometimes the people that have been stirred, they do not look appealing. Physically speaking. Their, their, their demeanor is some way. If you look at some of the descriptions of the prophecies of the Son of Man. He might not really look as you are expecting. But there's the man that is the light and the life of the world. He came to his own. His own received him not. But as many as received him to them, he gave them the power to become the sons of God. Even to those that believe on his name. Hallelujah. Amen. So I want you to see the reality. Hallelujah. Side push it. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I think last week I was explained, most of you have discussed whatever we are we explained. But let's let's open to Ephesians chapter three. Ephesians chapter We'll just read just a few scriptures and then and then we'll be out of here at least to you. So that you can have something to meditate on when you go home. Okay. Are you there? Verse 15. Or verse 14. So, remember what I've said. I said we are like logs of what? Like firewood. You see, we are, we, are, we are there. So, don't allow yourself to, to become cold in, in separation. There's a place for separation. But even that separation, it is not supposed to be yeah, alone in that sense. You can go do your fastings and prayers and all that. But there's something about the brethren. There's something about the brethren. Or else sometimes you might, you know, you're a physical being also. And, and have you realized that if people stay away from people for a while, you become, you become mentally affected? Is, is that something like that? When you are separated for a long while, no communication with men. No social distancing. <laughs> it affects you. It's one of the reasons why we have a lot of, let's say, should I say, peace of mind in Africa, in a certain sense. Because even you might say that we have outmoded ways of building. We have outmoded ways of doing things because in certain families, when you get there, it's like they build a house. Mad houses around, and everybody is in their world, is in their house. But then, 
every time they get together. They talk, they share ideas, there is a love amongst the people. It's one of the things that's preserving uh, mental health. <laughs> is that is that speaking his English? You see, it's one of the things that is preserving our mental sanctity or whatever. Uh, you see, but other places, other parts of the world, because of because of how we have separated from people, you can be there and not even know your next door neighbor. You can be there and your next door neighbor can just call police. Come and like arrest you because you are making noise. Haven't you seen that before? Meanwhile, in Ghana, even in residential place, like, oh, they don't they will still make their noise, they don't care. Nobody will cause to come in. Hello. Are we here? So what I'm saying is that isolation won't be the best way. And usually for someone to really grow up or be fully discipled, the best way is usually a one-on-one discipling course. So there are people that you know that, okay, you interacted with, you know you, you are vulnerable to them, like, and they disciple you in the ways of God. So that such people are able to take up your nature more than more than others. As I said, they are different. We can do it in a group as I'm doing. We are doing group, 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 group. But then the one that will have the greatest of impact is the one that is what? Closer. Is the one that is closer. And then sometimes because of technology now you can even become closer to a man more than the people that are closer to him. Haven't you realized? Haven't you realized that you can become closer to a man more than though he might not necessarily be closer to the I remember when Jesus came, what did he say? Remember he said something. different altogether, which he doesn't see amongst the people that are even closest in a certain sense. Because there's a way you can interact with people. We must make good use of the technologies around, not to be using it for things which are not necessary. Do you get it? We are using technology for things which are not something that will waste your life, spending your time on social media, what, six hours or something, take your phone, what, use scroller, Within the next five minutes, you have taken it again. Something, something, there will always be something that is popping up because there are always people that are posting things. And the interesting thing is that people are making money out of what they are posting, and that is their work. And you are losing money to watch the things that they are, that they are posting. I'm not saying you shouldn't be a social media this thing, but be do it for a positive reason. If you go there and you are sharing the word of God, that's fine. If you are checking a few updates, news, and but it shouldn't be something that catches you. 
it captures you all the days of your life. You can't do anything. You, you yourself, you can feel, ah, I'm addicted to this. Should I show you how addicted you are to it? Okay, so now calculate the number of hours you prayed. I mean, within the week, and then calculate the number of hours that you spent time with your with your WhatsApp and how do you call it? Facebook and those things. Just join all. The same hours you said, oh, I'm just in a car. I'm in transit. Like, you used maybe one hour, two hours to looking at your phone. Couldn't you have also used it to pray within? Or to even meditate on God's word? Or to do something else? But it was used for what? Social media. When you calculate all those things, if it is more than the time that you spend with God, you realize that mm, this thing has really taken a, a greater portion of your life. It has really taken a greater portion of your life. So, technology is good for us, but it must be used for our benefit, we must use it to build our lives because it can be highly destructive as well. Is it not beautiful? We mentioned something and it is posted. It is posted here. Yeah. But it can also be used for other things. You get it? It can be used for other things as well. Hallelujah. Okay, so let's read. I'll, I'll, I'll try and finish within 10 minutes. Okay. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. In the inner man. Say, Lord, strengthen me with might by your spirit in my inner man. You need strength in your spirit. It is a reason why your flesh lords over you. Sometimes, you see, you want to, there's, there's a particular way of life you want to put, you, you want to, uh, a particular direction you want to go. But then you find the struggle. The struggle no matter, it's like, you know it, it right now if I ask, don't you know that it's good to pray? Is it not good to study the word of God? Is it not good to Read some books and like, is it not good to visit a brother? Is it not good to win a soul? Is it not good to invite a brother? Is it not good to follow up? So you know all this, but then what is it at all that prevents you from what? Doing these things. We might think that it is physical strength, but actually, we need a supply of God's Spirit. Because the work we are doing, it is. It is it is spiritual, though we interact with people physically. It is 100% spiritual, and we need power. And it's from the Holy Spirit that has been given unto us. We need that one, that power. Anyway, this is about building up your, your life. Though. It's that, that Christ may dwell in your heart. Is Christ not already in your heart? Hello, don't you think that Christ is already in your heart? But why is it that Christ may dwell in your heart? Hallelujah. Or there's another kind of dwelling. So this brings a separation between knowing 
not oh Christ in me and I in him. Which is which is yeah, it, it is true. Like that is it. But then there is always a difference between those who really know and those that who know it just by head. So that's the difference he's trying to make to you. We already know the power of the Holy Spirit. We already know all these things. John the Baptist has spoken about it. Jesus has spoken about it. Paul and the rest have spoken about it. All the apostles of God have spoken about it. The men of God have spoken about it. But what is it? He said that Christ may dwell in your heart by what faith. I've explained to you that faith is simply beholding Jesus. Faith is what? Beholding Jesus. And, and when you talk about a dwelling place of someone, if I ask you, where do you dwell? What, what, what am I trying to say? Your dwelling place. You realize that no matter how active you are, no matter how you can roam about at the end of the day or at the end of everything that you have done, you still go back to where you dwell. I'm talking physically speaking. It's the place where you abide. It's your, like, it's your residence. No matter, no matter how far it is. That's how come people can move all the way from the north to come and do business in the world, in the south, and then go the next day and still go and sleep in their house in the north. Because it is their dwelling place. So now, what he's trying to say is that now Christ must become, like, we must make Christ We must make the influence of Christ in our hearts to the point that, like at all times, we know that He is there. And this thing is, is consciously done. Just the same way we build our mental faculties. The same way we go to school to consciously put the things into our head. We must consciously behold Him. That's the only way for us to really see the energy of God at work in our ministries and in our lives. Okay. That Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith. That ye being rooted. So now, you see, he's breaking it down. He said, you have to be what? Rooted and grounded in love. May be able to comprehend with all saints. So it doesn't mean that up till now, we still do not understand fully the extent of his love. I'm not saying that you could fully understand as in like exploring everything, but then there's a certain measure of understanding that hits you that sets your life on a different direction. And that is what makes the difference between the people that are willing to die and the people that are willing to give up depending on the challenges that comes along the way. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge. Hallelujah. So it passeth ordinary knowledge. That ye might be filled with all the fullness of what? Of God. So that we might be filled with all the fullness of God. This is the peak of, of discipleship. Discipleship, first and foremost, is for you. God wants you to what? Express Him fully. Christ wants you to what? Express Him fully. The thing is that when you're able to hit that pick, 
in a certain sense, or you are even able to hit a measure of that peak, you are likely, or, or let's say effortlessly, you begin to what, do the work of the ministry. It's exactly what we learned in Ephesians 4 last week. That as we listen, as we eat the food that is being given to us, we what perfect, we are perfected or we are matured. And then that, is, that in itself is the preparation for the work of the ministry. That is it. So, if we want to be highly effective in, 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 in discipleship, as in, first of all, our individual benefits, that has to do with our spiritual maturity. And then, the benefits of the body of Christ, which has to do with duplication within the members. We will be highly effective if we can allow ourselves to grow and mature. If we can allow ourselves to be filled with all the fullness of God. And at this point, it means that our gaze must be completely set on Jesus. Our gaze must be completely fixed on Jesus. That will be the only way for us to keep on moving. Look, there is nothing that is as much important as the things I'm speaking to you. Anything else will all pass away. But what I'm giving to you right now, it will last to the end of the ages. What I'm giving to you now, if we try to defile, those are the things that will last. Or you think at a certain point in on your life, you appeared. And then at a certain point in your life, you just disappear. It is not like that too. It's good you will go. We will all go. But the thing is, what did you do with your life here? Did you grow up in God? Did you increase in the knowledge of God? Did you influence the life of others? Or your life was just a passing through the earth? You must make impact. Allow yourself to be discipled. And then be and learn to disciple others as well. Because that is the only way by which we can increase and grow in the body of Christ. When every joint is able to supply what it's supposed to supply, it's supposed to supply, that will lead to the increase of his body. Each individual member must play its role. Hallelujah. Let me say this few things then. We are, we are, we are done. Two minutes. Amen. Hallelujah. Am I blessing you? Okay. Okay. So, we'll be done. Okay. So, just take note of just these few things. So, take note. There are a few things that you need to know. First of all, you must be mindful of the things that you have come to believe as a believer. So I'm just basically talking about the beliefs of the believer. The beliefs of the believer. Most of these things you are taught, we, are, we teach them from your Sunday school and all that. And then, you must be mindful also of the life that you lead. So believing your beliefs, and then living. Living the life. Living the life. 
living the life. Because Christ is not just a terminology. Christ is not just uh, a concept that we have heard of. Christ is what? Life. Life to us. And then, you must be able to cultivate certain habits. You see, the word discipleship, as I said, you can see disciple. And you can see discipline coming out of it. So, there are certain things that must become part of you. So, what are some of these habits that you must pick up? I know it's very difficult in these times when the world really crashes us. The world crashes us with all sorts of systems such that you cannot, you, 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 you cannot even have time for yourself. You are so tired. And some, sometimes also, let me say this, sometimes we also allow ourselves to be crushed. Or we make room for crashing by the systems of the world. That's why I said you, you need to be mindful of what you do uh, or what you engage in that actually takes a greater portion of your time. If if you are going to imagine you are doing, maybe you are you are you are, you are, you are working, and then you decide to be working at three places at the same time. First and foremost, do you know that you are killing your body? I'm not saying that you should be diligent. I'm talking about there's a place of diligence where you you have been able to develop a skill, or you have been able to develop an idea, and then the idea is fetching you money. That is that is good. That's a side business which fetches you money and all that. But then I'm talking about something which is routine. So now you finish your normal six hours work. And now you have to go and then get extra three hours somewhere. And then after that, you have to go and do night somewhere. There's no time for you even, even to go and bath. There's no time to even go and bath. And you don't know the comments of some of the patients. <laughs> this doctor smells like that. But you don't know it's in their head. Anyway, that's just by the way. The point is, you can develop other things which can fetch you money. But then, all your 24 hours, your body naturally even needs time to rest. And even if you are giving your body, let's say, six hours or five hours to rest, or let's say even eight hours to rest, you must have time for personal development. You yourself must have time for what? Personal development. So, spiritually speaking, you need to develop yourself, then your, your interaction with people and all that. You must have time for ministry work. So let me ask this question. What is it at all that we are killing ourselves for that at the end of our lives we realize that it didn't really matter? Haven't you realized that there are some people that are able to kill themselves so much to the point that they do not have time for family. Family. No time for family. And then because of that there is so much hatred between the children and then their, 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 their parents. Because mommy you never got time for me. Daddy, you never got up. I hate you. I hate you. How <laughs> I many you had some children going, I hate you. I don't want to see you again. <laughs> like, what, 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 what's all that? What you come and do this in Africa. <laughs> you know, you regret. 
After that, we send you to go and buy. As we are beating you, I tell you that shut up and if you cry, you'll be beaten. But these are the results of some of the things. So there is no relationship between even, even your own family. You can't build. All because you were breaking your back. And then when you get to the age 45, 50 years, now you have developed back issues. And you want that child to come and take care of you. All the money that you have accumulated, now you see that now you, you, you have to spend on a nurse. To come and then be what? Taking good care of you at home. Please, let's be wise. Let's be wise. So, seek for wisdom to know what to do such that you won't use all your 24 hours going from night shift to what? Day shift. So, you bath there, then you go to the next one. You don't even have a good proper sleep time. You don't even have time to go home. You don't even have time for your wife. Especially if you are newly married. And then problems begin to develop. Little, little problems in the heart. You never got time for me. You never got time for me. You never got time for me. Yesterday, I think I came across a certain post. They were saying that sometimes a lady will reject a man because he feels that the person doesn't have anything. You are not doing it. What are you doing? You are not doing anything. And now a lady accepts a man because the guy is doing something. But I guess to a point now, the guy is doing something with all of his time. And now the lady begins to leave the man because what? You don't have time for me. What a world we find ourselves in. Get the point. Get the point. So develop yourself in several ways and make time for your spiritual growth and development and make time for the work of the ministry because the completeness of your, of your spiritual growth or the perfection of your spiritual growth, there is that direct cor- correlation to the work of the ministry. Or else, there is no like authentication of whatever process you have gone through. Like, it's like, you said you are, what is the certification of you actually maturing? Or what is the proof of your maturity? The proof of your maturity is the fact that you yourself, you are, you are grown, and then you now practicalize everything that you do, which becomes ministry, service to mankind, service to God. Do you get it? Talking about preaching Jesus and, and all the other things that we have spoken about in the previous weeks. You see? So, there are instances where people really grow in God. Like, you people, you are growing in God, trying to read, you are building up yourself on the foundational series, you keep on reading, seeing Jesus reading books and all that. But then, the purpose of these things is for the work of the ministry. So that the entire body of Christ will be what? Built up. So that now, every member within the body of Christ will be able to what, supply whatever it has to supply for the increase of the body. So let's make everything complete in Him. Let's our gaze be on Jesus and let's receive spiritual strength from Him at all times. And let Christ be our dwelling place and let our hearts be his dwelling place, his place of residence. So there are certain habits. So you need to cultivate the habit of what? Uh, meditation and contemplation. You need to cultivate the habit of prayer. You need to cultivate other habits, the spiritual exercises that you know about. And all that, and all that, and all that. You must cultivate the habit of learning God's word. 
and then develop yourself on special areas of your life. Time will not permit me for us to go into the book of Galatians to look at the fruits that are supposed to manifest out of our lives. I believe that maybe next week we'll take a good look at it. But God bless you for listening. Let's be on our feet.